You're listening to The Money Pot, a channel brought to you by the Nottingham Building Society that provides information on the world of finances, from savings accounts to mortgages and money-saving ideas. We'll also have discussions about planning a better future and fraud awareness, plus top tips from bloggers who talk about their home buying and financial experiences, interior inspiration and much more. My name's Sam. And I'm Ross. And together, we'll be chatting to industry experts who'll give you information to become a financial master. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good, Ross. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's good to be back. I do enjoy recording these episodes with you. I'm not seeing you day in, day out like we used to. It's quite sad. But now the money pot has arrived and we're spending a lot more time together, which is just lovely. It's a lovely way for us to connect and fortunately it makes good content too. So two birds, one stone. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm thinking about it. I haven't seen your face face to face since the middle of March. Um, so around eight months. You haven't seen my face to face face since March. Wow. Which is just crazy. I can't believe how quick this year is going, which is something I've said for the last few years, actually. But for me, 2020 has just gone so quick. It's whizzed by. We're just one month away from the new year, which I'm sure you'll be the same as me thinking you hope it's a lot better than this one. Yes. We're kind of hoping that 2021 will be a different year from 2020, which has been, to put it lightly, a bit of a challenge, mm-hmm. to put it very lightly. Yeah. But at the same time, we're heading towards the end of the year and that's still cause for excitement. It is. So with that in mind, I thought we would speak in today's episode as it's fast approaching and we'll talk about the C word. And I'm sure you can Ross, think um... <laughs> of a lot of C words, Sam, behave. But I'm talking about Christmas. I was going to say, I didn't think we could get that through the Apple podcasts. <laughs> but few, yes. Christmas. Let's talk about Christmas. So are you a lover or are you an Ebenezer Scrooge? I'm a lover of Christmas. I feel like you'd be hard pushed not to feel a little bit of that Christmas warmth as the time rolls around. It's just, I enjoy it a lot. And at the moment, it is starting to feel a lot more like Christmas. I'm not feeling it's festive enough in here, though. So I think we need to add a bit of music to make it a bit more Christmassy. So let's pop in some music. Music now. Oh, there we go. That is nice. Nice. That is Christmassy. Doesn't it just fill you with that festive cheer, Rob? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so hit me, first of all, with your best or worst Christmas joke. Okay, so we're sat around the table, Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. pulled open a cracker, I've unraveled the joke, this is what I've got. Oh, Ross, did you hear about the guy who stole an advent calendar? He got 25 days. Hey, <laughs> eh? eh? There we go. What about you? Have you got a particular favourite cheesy joke? I think, who hides in the bakery at Christmas? I don't know, Ross. A mince spy. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mince mm, spy. spy. <laughs> yep. Shall we move on? Oh, Ross, I've been eating too many Christmas decorations. I think I've got tinselitis. <laughs> Are they good or are they bad? They're both, I think. Mm. I think that's the important thing. It brings people together, united over how bad the jokes are. Mm -hmm. And if any of our listeners have a worse joke than my tinselitis one, which is debatably one of the worst of all time, we'd love to hear it. So all we need to do is pop it on our Facebook or Twitter because we'd love to hear them. And what about your favourite Christmas film? Christmas film? I don't know if I have a go-to Christmas film. I'll kind of watch whatever's on. You know what? I am genuinely a sucker for Love Actually, if that's on around Christmas time. Classic. It has become a modern classic, and I've seen all the sort of articles about how it's 
not great, but it does just make you feel Christmassy and festive mm-hmm. and warm and nice. It does. As far as mushy rom-com type things go, set around Christmas, it ticks all the boxes, it does what you need. That might be my go-to, and it's not the most Christmassy Christmas film. I mean, what would you go for, Ross? For me, it has to be Elf. That is Christmas in your face. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it's Wolf Bell. So it's a win-win for me. He is good comedy value as Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Pop him on your screens and you're going to have a good time. Ross, Christmas is kind of a double whammy for you. Because, of course, if we think about when your birthday is, can, can you tell our listeners what day of the year you were born on? Yeah, it is my birthday on Christmas Day. So on I've actual had it all Christmas Day? On actual Christmas Day, yeah. Ah. So I've had it all. I've had joint birthday and Christmas presents, one card wishing you a merry birthday. Clever stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that, like, you know what? I'm glad I've met someone who has their birthday on Christmas. It's fascinating, and I can't imagine that separation of those two things. You know, I do feel sorry for you, and it is a shame that they've all been mushed into one thing. But it's a very unique experience to have the double birthday and Christmas thing, right? Yeah, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Like, I'll never have to work on my birthday, which is great. That's true, yeah. That is a positive. Yes. Negatives. I think there's a few. <laughs> there's a few. The joint presents, you have to kind of wait all year for... Mm. But a present when you was a kid and giving someone else a present on your special day just feels a bit yeah yeah do you have dedicated birthday parties or does it always just get lumped in with christmas yeah i've never really had one oh ross i don't don't. everyone is busy on christmas day and you don't get to see your mates but for me it's more of a family day which is good That's a nice thing, yeah. What's your Christmas day slash birthday for you? What's that typical day like? Okay, so in the morning, my wife always likes to do birthday first, which is nice. So we have a little birthday morning. Well, it's more like a 10 minutes because she's excited (laughs) to open her presents. So (laughs) as soon as I've opened my birthday presents, she's like, okay, Christmas. But hey, 10 minutes of Christmas day just for you. That's your special 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. After that, we'll go and see our family and spend the whole day with them. We'll definitely watch Queenie at three o'clock. You've got to do that. We'll eat loads of food, play loads of games, play with the kids. And then when they've gone to bed, we'll play quizzes long into the night. My day usually starts off fairly quiet around my mum and dad's. So my brother will be there. We'll have our little family Christmas together exchanging gifts. And then we'll have Christmas dinner around lunchtime sort of all together and then from there we'll then go on to my cousin's place for the big family getting together playing games all that sort of thing the game that we've focused on the most recently it's gone back years and i think this is definitely a game for children but it's (laughs) but we're all like adults now there's like one teenager in the family we're all grown up we're all too old for this but it's a game of putting a bunch of objects just random objects from around the house on a tray bring it out so everyone can see it then covering it over taking it away and we have to all try and remember what was on the tray and write down all these Mm. things on this tray just playing a little memory game meant for children but the amount of controversy that generates ross people saying oh you're trying to cheat copy off other people finding ways to remember things it keeps us going for literally hours and that's mad that we're just playing a silly memory game but it's, it's things like that you know it's just the family being together and chatting at christmas a lot of fun Well, we know what we think about Christmas, we know what happens for us, but let's get someone else's view on Christmas, and also ways to save money and budget around Christmas time. Sounds good, and my gift to you during this episode is that I'm going to hang around. Normally I just let you do all the work as I sit back, but yeah, I'm going to be here with you asking the questions. How's that? What a lovely Christmas treat for me, (laughs) Ross. I'm glad to have you here with me. And we're going to speak to Ali, who we work with. We do. And she loves everything to do with Christmas. She is our secret Santa organiser. 
uh, Christmas party and fuddle arranger. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with Christmas or any event of that matter, she's involved in. So welcome, Ali. Hi guys, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, Ali. <laughs> I do love a job, don't I? <laughs> Everyone just knows I'll sort it out. So. You will. I took on the Secret Santa responsibility one year and it was horrendous and I oh, never wanted yeah. to do the that. The year before again. me, wasn't it? And then I came and took yeah. over and you were like, take it. <laughs> in, the, in the before times, during the Sam era of Secret Santa, I thought it would be a nice idea to do a charity shop Secret Santa where we'd go and buy things from charity shops and everyone would be oh, like... Yeah excited about that because it's got that giving element to it mm-hmm. um it just spun off into controversy and people you know arguing people about not the buying rules. from charity people shops not buying from charity shops some people oh, being upset no. about what they got it was a nice idea it was a lovely concept it was the oh, core Sam. concept of it was great i love it but everyone hated it <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so when it was all up in the air like who's going to be doing secret santa and ali was really enthusiastic i thought like, that's brilliant have it i don't ever want to be the, the little christmas elf ever again you've done your time now i've done my time so we both know you pretty well ali but if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners let us know who you are and what you do okay my name is ali and i am the social media and content manager for the nottingham so i look after the bits you see on social media facebook that sort of thing and then as well the content and stuff on our blog at the hub so ali in terms of planning for christmas do you think there's any sort of thing as too soon to start saving no i don't think there is so i personally start saving in summertime just because i think i'm gonna need like five six hundred pounds that's just like sort of a hundred pound ish to save per month extra but then obviously like if you need to save more start earlier I just put it all aside into a little savings pot and then I just leave it there and then I'll just go and get it in November time and then I'll start to buy my presents and stuff like that. And how soon do you buy your presents? Because I'm very much Christmas Eve, you'll find me, click centre, <laughs> in boots, getting a three for two deal, lastminute.com. I normally start probably sort of like end of October, like early November. And then sort of Black Friday comes and I'll do a load then probably. How do you go about setting a budget? Do you put a certain amount away each month from summer? Or do you just put in a lump sum around summer and just keep that as a little pot? So I think it's always best to think back to what you did for the last year and stuff and then how much you spent and then see if you want to spend the same sort of thing this year or if you thought like oh no last year was a bit much now ali a lot of us are becoming a bit more environmentally conscious are there any ways you can make gifts that are more environmentally sustainable could that be a little plan yeah i think that would always be good idea because so many people get things for Christmas, don't they? And they're like, I don't even need this. What is this? And it is just like a waste of money for the people buying it. But then also it's not good for the environment. So I think just like if you make stuff for people like foodie gifts, that can be nice. Ooh. Yeah. Alternatively, get someone something they actually need instead of just something you think, oh, they'll like this. But if they really, really want something just like a soup maker or yeah just like a fruit bowl or something that seems boring but if they need it though it's not boring so they would actually want it so maybe just say to people so what would be useful for you yeah and you said that that can seem like boring or not interesting but that shows a bit more thought doesn't it if you're getting someone something that they do actually need oh yeah it's not boring for me (laughs) 
Yeah, I love a useful gift. Maybe from the outside you can think, oh, that's an interesting gift. But for that person, it's a really thoughtful thing that you've noticed that yeah, they might need so. that thing. And especially food as well. If you've made food, that's not going to go to waste, is it? No. No, exactly. <laughs> and then as well, with your wrapping paper, this is one of the biggest things that will just go in the bin for Christmas, won't it? So if we can all get recyclable wrapping paper, that would help as well. So I think if the wrapping paper is shiny and then bounces back if you just like scrunch it up that is going to be not recyclable i think right. so that's a tip definitely be yeah. aware of a bit that. of brown paper i think is fine mm. it's cute chic it's very pinterest it is exactly it's got that aesthetic <laughs> yeah, i quite like it you could also reuse decorations from last year instead of buying new ones you could not send christmas cards and then just send a nice email instead with like some photos in that's a good one, though. Don't send Christmas cards because also environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. With my birthday being on Christmas Day, my grandma will send me two cards, Christmas card Aww. and a birthday card separately. She pays for two stamps. Oh, bless and it's her. Like, oh, just put them together. It's fine. <laughs> oh, bless her. And what about the Christmas dinner? That is notoriously expensive. How could you keep the cost down for that? I think... Number one, only buy what you need. So if you only have a small family, just get like a three bird roast or a little turkey, just like instead of like a whole bird, maybe, <laughs> because if there's only like four of you, you don't really need like a full on turkey. That sort of thing. Yeah, just think about what you might have wasted last year. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, don't get like as much then. Or as well, if you're having like a big family's Christmas dinner, see if people will bring a dish with them or something like that. Just like a fuddle, but super festive. Like Sam's nodding because he loves a fuddle. I know he does. I love a fuddle. And I'm also thinking some listeners might not know what a fuddle is. I think yeah, it's I was like a just regional say, thing. It's probably <laughs> yeah. quite a nuts thing to call it a fuddle. Mm. It's weird. I don't know where fuddle comes from, but it's like a food huddle. Food cuddle? Everyone gets together, mm. brings in food. It's a nice Yeah, I think it must be like food huddle. Something like that. Yeah, so everyone brings a dish and then it's just like a buffet, isn't it? But then, yeah, for the Christmas dinner, you could just say someone bring the sprouts, like someone bring potatoes. And then also, if you're having like a party and stuff, don't be afraid of the reduced section and stuff because loads of things can be frozen. So just get little things and stuff. You know, when you go to your weekly shop, just get things as you go. And then by the end of the month or by Boxing Day, you'll have absolutely loads of stuff in your freezer ready for you to get out for your Boxing Day party. I do love a yellow label. Always have a little look whenever I go into the supermarket. Oh, I do. Have a little look. (laughs) You've got to get in quick, though. So, Ali, I would say that you're kind of our office fashionista. You do some blogging. I'd like to hear your ideas about dressing for Christmas parties when they hopefully return next year or for Christmas Day. What are some top tips for keeping that on a budget? So this is obviously one of my favourite things to talk about. So there are loads of websites and stuff that are popping up right now where you can rent designer pieces for less. So it will be something that will be like £400 new, but then you can rent it for like £15 for a day or something like that. So that is also sustainable as well because you're not also buying something new and then just it sitting there in your wardrobe for like another year or forever. So you can rent them from someone else as well. Like I've seen this popping up, just like sort of girls on Instagram that have got designer bags and stuff. They can rent them out and you can borrow it just like for the weekend to like flex your Gucci bag that's not yours. (laughs) Well, who wants to wear the same clothes twice anyway? Exactly, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you don't want to wear the same thing again. So there's that one. 
-hmm. And then as well, you could borrow things from like friends and family, just like if they're the same size as you, same style, that sort of thing. That's always good. And then as well, if you do actually want something new, then shop in the sales or on stuff like Depop and eBay. What is Depop? So it's sort of just like an Instagram sort of version of eBay, but it's not a bidding thing. It's just like sell for one price, but its interface looks a bit like Instagram. So you scroll and then you like things and then you can follow people. Okay. It's kind of the younger version of eBay, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But you can find things there, brand new with the tags on. Sometimes people buy things, don't they? And then just don't return them. So there's loads of things you can do to be stylish on a budget for Christmas. I might have to rent one of those suits with the mince pies all over it. Because that, mm-hmm. that's, yes. that's a commitment to buy, but maybe for a one-off. See if it's something it could be. Yeah. If you're not wearing a mince pie suit at our next Christmas do, I'm going to be disappointed. You're on. <laughs> I'm not going to wear that that often, apart from around Christmas, so I don't think true. it's a sound investment. <laughs> true. I can't justify it. So my family do Christmas a bit different in that we don't buy presents for each other. We love spending time together on the day, which is what we've always done. But when my sister had her son, this was about eight years ago, we decided that we'd just concentrate on the kids. And our gift to each other was to release them of buying us gifts. <laughs> okay, I love so that. So what are your thoughts on not buying gifts at all or regifting or doing mm. cheaper alternatives like Secret Santa instead of spending hundreds of pounds, which many people do on presents? Yeah, that sounds like such a good idea, Ross. Just like in terms of regifting, I think it's absolutely fine if you know the person you're giving the gift to doesn't know that it's a re-gift and then as well like secret santa is such a good one if you have a massive family i think that's a really really good idea because it's super fun as well we do one in the office don't we the secret santa kind of brings everyone together yeah i think so sam can you explain secret santa to those that don't know what it is i can try so the idea of secret santa is that someone will organize this this won't just happen organically put names into a hat essentially everyone picks out a name of someone or they get given a name of someone that they have to buy a gift for but it's all secret all hush hush you don't know who's been given you to get a gift for you and all the gifts come together with who they're for and you kind of pick them out and you get your gift and it's a nice little way of cutting down on the number of gifts but also making it like a fun surprising thing and if people in your office for example if you're doing this in the office don't know each other that well it's a a fun way to learn about people or it's fun it's a fun thing (laughs) yeah it is i've probably not explained it well and of course it might be a bit different this year but there's still ways of doing it virtually buying your gifts online and sending them through the post if you look online you'll be able to find a safe way of doing secret santa this year well thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us ali there were some really great tips there and oh by the way merry christmas thanks for having me guys and then if everyone could just go follow us on facebook and twitter and then as well instagram we're on too and then the hub is on our website too for loads of blog content so thank you that's my little plug cheers ali thank you thanks guys Oh, that was nice to hear from Ali, wasn't it? Getting all of her Christmas savings tips. Yeah, it was, absolutely. And it's really nice to catch up, especially around this time of year. Ali starts buying her presents at the end of October, which gives her plenty of time so she can also look at the Black Friday deals and then she's done by December. And it's good that she mentioned you can think back of what you spent last year. And that goes for the presents and also the food. 
to see if that was too much, which I thought was good, and to ask people what they would like rather than just guessing. It is helpful to just find out what people genuinely need and buy them those things for Christmas, and that helps reduce waste, helps reduce unnecessary gifts, unnecessary spending on things that people might just end up you know, not being sure what to do with. Lots of great tips about saving for Christmas. I think I might be too late now to start saving for this Christmas, but I think now I can start tactically thinking about this Christmas, making notes of how everything goes, and then my plan for Christmas 2021 is going to be perfect. I'm going to budget, I'm going to start budgeting in summer, I'm going to have all that stuff on the go, putting away a little bit, and then by the time Christmas 2021 rolls around, I'll be fully prepared. I'm definitely going to look into the idea of the wrapping paper that can be recycled. I think that is great. I'm down to do as much as I can to help the environment. Yeah, definitely worth keeping those things in mind, being conscious of sustainable and environmentally friendly Christmas bits and bobs. Mm -hmm. And the idea of renting clothes as well, I'm definitely going to look into that. And I did say I was going to wear that mince pie suit that I mm. said for, for the Christmas do. <laughs> the, the whole time I was mentioning a mince pie Christmas suit, I think what I meant was a Christmas pudding suit, like with the little Christmas pudding icons sure. on it. Yeah. I haven't seen as many with mince pies on them, but either way, it's going to look it's happening. bold, brave, you mm -hmm. know, a brave choice. And look, if I can rent that, be sustainable, be economical, and also look amazing at Christmas in my special Christmas pudding suit, then... Ross, I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on freezing food? I've realised that when you were talking about the yellow labels, you know, the reduced section, my mindset with that is, well, I've got them, I need to eat them quick. Just bung them in the freezer. Pop them in the freezer, get those mm -hmm. things frozen. So that's a great tip for Christmas. If you see little things and think, oh, that could come in handy at Christmas, buy it, freeze it, it'll be there in time for December. So I was having to think about what the Nottingham could offer around Christmas time. And we have a range of children's savings accounts, such as our... Junior ISA or the Young Savers Club, which is a instant access account. Mm -hmm. And these can be open to encourage kids to save their Christmas money for something bigger that they want. And they can continue using the account and top it up with the pocket money they receive throughout the year. Yeah, I actually think opening a savings account for a child is a really good idea and something they'll look forward to. It's a big deal when you're young and you can open an account. You feel like you're an adult in a way and, you know, kids obviously want to seem grown up. And I do think it's important to encourage children to save from a young age so that the future generations, Ross, should be well on their way to being money experts themselves. Yeah, I agree with you there. And we've actually got an article on our website, The Nine Money Lessons to Teach Your Kids, which you can find at thenottingham.com forward slash podcast. And this gives a good insight into the things that you can do to teach your children about the importance of saving. And that's from setting goals to creating budgets. You can take a look at our children's accounts on that page too, and the rules around who can open one. It's a really good read, so it's worth checking out. And with our children's accounts, they get their own little passbook so they can see their savings grow, which I think is fantastic. And so Ross, I think, all that's left to say is to you and to our listeners, a very Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Sam. And happy birthday to you too, Ross. Thank you. To find out more about anything we've discussed in this episode, visit thenottingham.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is released. You can rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. And if you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, reach out to us on our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash the Nottingham and our Twitter, which is at Nottingham BS. So until next time, thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>